Are we recording? Yeah, is we are. Okay. Actually, we are oh. now recording. This is welcome to the audio version of the Mind Reels Old Timey Theater. Yay! Tonight we're joining uh, Superman in the Meteor of Kryptonite, Chapter, chapter One. one. Mm-hmm. Broadcast guest... first in September twenty fourth, nineteen forty five. That's right. Uh, I'm Tim. With me is always a Sue. Yep, I'm on and the wrong side. I just realized. We are joined by an amazing guest cast. Uh, we'll start across from me with Natalie Krill. Hi, I'm Rainbow Sun Franks. I apologize for any racism in 1945 that we always had to. It's a good caveat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Liz Whitney. I also apologize for any racism that we may encounter. Yeah. I, I also apologize. Yeah. <laughs> we do too. Yeah. We do not endorse this at all. Yeah. 1945 was a hell of a girl. It was. <laughs> I love Japanese people. <laughs> my, I love my all, dogs, my I love dogs, all I people. Pre- I want to preface this, but my, my dog's Japanese, so. That's right. <laughs> This was written like, by Ben Peter Freeman. That's my equivalent to I should blame him. This is after the war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's got a little bit more of a like. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. 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 I eat sushi all the time. Oh, oh no. All right, here okay. We go. Sorry. All right. So, Stop. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. So, one, thank you for joining us. I will be uh, reading the part of the announcer. Sue's kind of uh, our catch all. Yeah, yeah. catch all voices. Uh, Natalie will be playing Lois Lane. Rainbow has taken the role of Clark Kent and his conscience. (laughs) (laughs) And Liz is taking on the role of Editor Perry White. (laughs) And away. Spoiler alert. Clark Kent Superman, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. The sound effects will be performed by Uh, all. By everyone. Yes. Yes. In abundance. (laughs) Kellogg's Pep. The super delicious cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today we begin a brand new adventure for the Man of Steel. An adventure that is to test all his great and unusual powers to the utmost. A strange and dramatic scene is taking place in the private office of Editor Perry White of the Daily Planet. Clark Kent, his face ashen gray, and his hands clutching the arm of his chair, is staring at the late afternoon edition of the paper on White's desk. The editor, alarmed, has risen and is about to go to Kent's assistant when the door opens and Lois Lane enters. Oh, I was just saying, that's not a bench press. I'll show you the <laughs> Clark, I want to ask you if you'd... Good heavens! What's the matter? Get some water, Lois! No. No, 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 I'm all right. What happened? Don't stand there asking questions. Get some water! I hear you. You don't have to scream at me. Please, Chief, I'm okay. Beanie, bring some water! Now, Ken, you be quiet. Don't try to talk yet. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just break the door? Yeah. What happened, Chief? I don't know. We were sitting here talking when... I'm all right now. There's nothing the matter with me. There certainly is something the matter with you. You're pale as a ghost. I don't want anybody! <laughs> it's Baby with the water! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Drink this. I'm really all right now. Well, drink it anyway. What? Well, I never hurt anyone, see? Here, go ahead, Clark. There. Don't get up. I'll take the glass. I'm all right. Leave it on that desk. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Kit, you just sit back and relax. Now do as I say! All right, all right. Sorry I caused you all this trouble. I, I... Will someone please tell me what happened? It was nothing, Lois, really. It must have been something, because when I walked in here, your face was the color of... of... of the chief's hair. What's the matter with the color of my hair? There's nothing the matter with it, but... It's gray. Yeah, well, when you're as old as I am, yours will be gray, too. I don't doubt that for a moment. Now, what happened? He started to tell me she... It was nothing, Lois. Believe me. <laughs> you keep quiet. What? Now, go ahead, Chief. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Good grief. Isn't it possible to carry on a normal conversation around here without sarcasm or screaming or jumping down people's throats? I'm asking a simple question. What happened in here that made Clark look like a ghost? Well, if you'd only stop talking long enough for another person to get a word in edgewise, maybe you'd find out. There's nothing to find out. You keep out of this. What? I'm waiting, Mr. White. You too! Me too? What? <laughs> you too! <laughs> oh, never mind, never mind. I better tell you what happened before you drive me crazy, see? <laughs> now, <laughs> we were sitting here talking. I don't remember what about. That's not important. When someone came up from the press room with a copy of the early afternoon edition of the paper. Who? Who? A guy from the press room. A guy named Joe. All right, all right. Golly. He put the paper on my desk. Here, here it is. We went right on talking. I got a phone call, and while I was on the wire, Kent leaned over and glanced at the front page of the paper. Next thing I knew, he looked like he was going to die right in that chair. Now, wait a minute. That's a, that's a slight exaggeration, Chief. You certainly looked that way when I came in. Well, maybe I'm tired. Maybe, maybe I need a vacation. Right now, I've got some work to do in my office. You come back here and sit down. Let him go, Chief. Uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> oh, my God. Why am I still here? <laughs> Darn fool. Lois, I, I'm worried about him, see? Maybe he does need a vacation. Wait a minute. Let's see what's on the front page of the paper that might have shocked him. I can't imagine any news story having that effect on him. MacArthur warns Japs Sorry. against sabotage. <laughs> President asks for tax reduction. Coal strike pending. Noted meteorologist dies. Five rescued from fire. That's all. Except for the weather report. Well, maybe it wasn't anything in the paper. Clark has been acting strange lately, Chief. As though he were hiding something. Man. <laughs> it might be anything. You know as well as I do, Chief, that Clark isn't really a normal person. There's something peculiar about him. What do you mean, peculiar? Well, it's hard to put into words, but ever since I've known Clark, I've had the feeling that, that he's leading a double life. That he's keeping something undercover. Double life. Well, I have. Ever since that trial, you've had double life on the brain. He's as honest as the day is long. Oh, he's honest enough, but. Good heavens! Now what? I think 
didn't know what shocked him. Something on the front page of the paper? Yes! This item right here, noted meteorologist dies. Dr. John Whistler, head of the Department of Meteorology of the Metropolis Museum, died at the city hospital this morning following a brief illness. I know, but why should that upset him so? Now listen, you remember about a year ago, a strange meteor fell on a field outside the city? Hmm. Faintly, yes. Well, Clark covered that story. The meteor was turned over to this Dr. Whistler, and, and Clark interviewed him at the museum. I remember now that there was something peculiar about the meteor. The details are a little hazy now. Well, but... let's call Kent in and ask him. No, no. Wait a minute. Let me think. Let's see. It. Kryptonite! That's what it was! What are you talking about? The meteor! Dr. Whistler called it kryptonite! It was a piece of the planet Krypton! Stop giving me double talk! I... What's all this got to do with Kent keeling over? I don't know, but there must be something that... I'll get him in here. Yes, Mr. White? Ah, <laughs> uh, Miss Backrack, tell Clark I want to see him, see? He's gone for the day, Mr. White. Well, where'd he go? I think he said he was going home. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, now what do you make of that? First he says he's got work to do, and then he goes home. If you want the truth, I'm worried. I think I'll stop off at his apartment and have a talk with him. Yeah. Well, I'll go with you. Good. Shall we leave now? Well... We might as well. I'll get my hat and coat and I'll meet you at the elevator, Chief. Concerned and puzzled about Clark Kent's condition, Lois and Perry White decide to visit him at his apartment. What will they learn? We'll return in a moment to find out, but first, say. Here's more of that exciting news. It's about the swell offer Kellogg's Pep has for you. Kellogg's Pep has a smart-looking, streamlined, real sundial wristwatch for you. Wow. One that you can wear on your wrist wherever you are to tell you the hour of the day by the sun. The sun? Golly! And in a minute, I'm going to tell you how you can get it. Oh! It's the modern 1945 version of an instrument that has been part of a man's life since the days of ancient Egypt. Oh, history! It's, <laughs> Sorry, it's about you... the size of the usual wristwatch, and it's made from gleaming aluminum with a strap that holds it flat on your wrist. Real oh. aluminum! To use it, you lift the pointer and aim it due north. What's that? The sun's rays will make the shadow of the pointer fall on the dial, showing you the hour of the day. Boy, what fun can you have playing cops and robbers and meeting when the shadow falls at three? Just like ancient Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> now here's how you get this grand Kellogg's Pep offer. Ask mom to get a good supply of Kellogg's Pep at the store, then send two box tops marked top from the Pep packages, along with ten cents... In, in cash. cash! And your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Alone in his apartment, Clark Kent, obviously troubled, is pacing back and forth across the living room. At intervals, he stops short and stands with shoulders hunched, lost for a moment in deep thought. And through it all, another voice, the voice of his conscience, perhaps keeps talking to him. You've got to do something about it. You've got to. What can I do? That piece of kryptonite, you remember what effect it had on you? 
Yes, yes, of course I remember. Robbed me of all my strength. It, it made me weak. That's right. And what good is Superman without strength? That kryptonite must be destroyed. But how can I get near enough to it to destroy it? I told you it robs me of all my strength. You've got to get someone to help you. Where is it? It's in Dr. Whistler's private vault at the museum. He sealed it up at my request, but now, now he's dead. They'll open up that vault and they won't know what power that piece of kryptonite has. They won't know that it makes Superman a weakling. Why do you speak of Superman as though he were someone else? It's you we're talking about. You are Superman. It'll make you a weakling. Must you remind me of it? Why do you think I almost keeled over in Perry White's office? I knew the danger the moment I saw that item in the paper. Paper? <laughs> that, that Dr. Whistler had died. Well, maybe they won't open the vault. Has that ever occurred to you? Yes, but it's not likely. I'm in constant danger unless that piece of kryptonite is destroyed. Why, I have enemies all around the world. Clever enemies. What if it fell into their hands? Well, there's only one answer. You'll have to tell someone. You'll have to get someone to help you. But how can I reveal my identity? That's a secret I've guarded for years. What's that? What's that? <laughs> someone at the door. Good Lord. Lois and Perry White. This is your chance. Tell them the story. Get them to help you. No, no. No, I... I... I can't. You've got to! Stop buzzing! Stop the buzzing! Go ahead! Uh, uh, just a moment. I'm coming. They brought a horse. Oh. Uh, well, hello. What brings you two here? We thought we'd stop by to see how you were. Uh, may we come in? Uh, oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, of course. Oh, I'm fine now, by the way. It feels like a million dollars. Oh, look, Kent. Let's not beat about the bush. There's something wrong with you. You're not yourself. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, Chief? Lois has the idea you're hiding something. Hiding something? Clark, do you know anything about a piece of kryptonite? I was, uh, Kent! Kryptonite? What's the matter? Nothing. You see, I was right, Chief. There is a connection. What are you talking about, Lois? Now we want the truth, Kent. Straight from the shoulder. You're in trouble and we know it. We're ready to help you. If you'll only tell us what's wrong. Uh, believe me, Chief, I... Clark, be sensible. When when you read about Dr. Whistler's death in the chief's office, you almost fainted. No, you're just... The same thing happened just a moment ago when I mentioned the piece of kryptonite. Well... There must be some connection. All right. There is some connection. Now sit down, Kent, and tell us all about it. Remember? <laughs> but we're your friends. We'll move heaven and earth to help you if we can. Well, it's a long story, and part of it is going to amaze you, but I suppose I'll have to tell it. Go ahead, Clark. Anxiously, Lois Lane and Perry White lean forward in their chairs as Clark Kent draws a deep breath and begins his story. What is he going to tell them? Is he finally, after years of guarding the secret, going to reveal his double identity? Reveal that Clark Kent and Superman are one and the same person? This is a tense moment. A moment for which many of us have been waiting. So be sure to tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for the adventures, adventures of, of Superman. Superman! Faster than a speeding bullet. Pew!
More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird! It's a bird! It's Superman! We did it! We did it! That was great. Thank you for coming in for that. Almost flawless.